If you will, take your Bible and turn to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 14. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 14. And I have a couple of introductory remarks before we go to that passage. And um, Sister Haley, uh, not Sister Haley, Sister Zoe, if you'll put that first slide up for me tonight. I want to thank the media team tonight for, for, uh, for, for uh, taking care of the slides this evening. <clears throat> but uh, a phobia is an irrational fear of something that's unlikely to cause harm. I'll read here in just a moment. You can have a seat, Brother Paul. A phobia is an irrational fear of something that's unlikely to cause harm. The word itself is from a Greek word, phobos, which means fear or horror. In the Diagnostics and Statistical Manual of Medical Disorders, there are specific phobias that typically fall within five general categories. There's fears related to animals, such as spiders, dogs, insects, and snakes. I have no desire to be around a snake. Nothing about a snake intrigues me. I don't like to see pictures. And I'm not crazy about the passage where one bites Paul and he shakes it off. Whoa, Paul, that's getting a little too close for my comfort. <clears throat> There's fears related to, nat- to natural environments, heights and thunder and darkness. Now, I will tell you, I'm not, a crazy, I'm not crazy about the dark. As a matter of fact, Brother Barry sleeps with some lights on at his house. When Sister Hetty and I got married, brother... And she had to get used to sleeping with a light on. Because Brother Barry just doesn't like darkness. I don't like it. The Bible says man loves darkness rather than light because his deeds are evil. I want to tell you, I came out of darkness for a reason. <clears throat> There's fears related to blood and injury or medical issues such as injections and broken bones and falls. If you ever want to see Brother Barry look like he's about ready to pass out, just get cut around me. And you will see my face get pretty white as a ghost. I can handle my own blood, brother, but I can't handle someone else's blood for some reason. Falls, fears related to specific situations such as flying or riding on an elevator or driving. There's other fears. Fears of choking, fears of loud noises, and even fears of drowning. These categories encompass an infinite number of specific objects and situations. Now... The medical journal there said that there are no that there is no official list of phobias beyond what's outlined in those things. But doctors and researchers have created names for them as the need arises. So that tells me something, sister, that fears are going to continue to rise up in people, and doctors are going to have to figure out what kind of fear we're going to call this. Fears have been around. For a very long time, and unfortunately, they don't seem like they're going to be going away anytime soon. But I'm here to tell you, fear is not the will of God for the Christian. As a result, they will typically combine a Greek word or sometimes the Latin prefix to describe that phobia, and they will add it, the word phobia, to it. For example, a fear of water, 
would be named by combining hydro for water and phobia together. Hydrophobia, fear of water. And this one really cracked me up. There is actually a fear of fears. It's a phobia, it's a phobophobia. And they write this is actually more common than you would imagine. There are people that have a fear of fear. And I believe that that really does grip some people. And I believe I have met some people that are gripped by phobophobia. There's fear of social interaction. There's fear of failure, fear of death, fear of developing a disease. And we saw that on full display during the COVID pandemic. There's the fear of spiders, and I can certainly understand that one. I don't like a spider either, Brother Kevin. There's the fear of driving. There's the fear of enclosed spaces, the fear of heights, and the fear of flying. Fear is one of Satan's great weapons. And we are all affected by it. And that's the reason why your Bible has words like, Fear not. And be not afraid. I have read that in your Bible, the word fear and afraid are mentioned over 694 times. That's a lot. And I believe that God has a word for us tonight with regard to fear. And I don't have a catchy title. My title simply is this, Fear. The title of the message is Fear. And I had you turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 16, or chapter 14 rather. And we're going to begin reading in verse 22. The Bible says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side. And while he sent the multitudes away, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. I think that is so cool. The one who created the wind and the waves, the one who is able to tell the wind and the waves when to blow and when to calm down, is the one walking on the water. I would love to have been there. I would have loved to have been there with him, not in the boat, because I would not like to have been tossed to and fro. And when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were troubled, saying, it's a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith. Wherewith didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying of a truth, Thou art the Son of God. Let's pray together. Lord, I pray for an anointing to rest upon me tonight. 
I pray that anointing would rest upon your people to hear this word. And I pray that by the authority of the word of God and the power of Jesus' name, faith would be loosed and fear would be bound tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me start out by saying this. At least Peter got out of the boat. I find that amazing. That of the 11 other 11 disciples in the boat, it was just Peter who said, Lord, if it's you, let me come to you. No one else had the courage. No one else had the gumption. No one else had the nerve to say, hey, it's Jesus and that's who I want to be beside. I don't want to be in this boat that's rocking. I want to be with the one who's walking on the water. Only Peter had the guts to say, Lord, if it's you, can I come? It was only Peter that got permission to get out of the boat. He was the only one, Brother Polly, who God, to Jesus, told, come. He didn't say come to John. He didn't say come to Andrew. He didn't come to say come to James. Only Peter was the one who asked the Lord to come, and he was the only one who had permission to get out of that boat. And as a result, Peter gets out of the boat. Takes some faith to do that. Takes, have you ever, you ever got to, um, to the boat dock? And you're trying to make sure that you got your solid in the boat so that when you get to the dock and you put your foot on the dock that, so that you don't tip out. You're always trying to make sure that you got some security. You're trying to hold on to somebody, make sure you don't fall in that water because you don't know how deep that water is. That's not what Peter's doing. Peter gets out of that boat and he starts walking on the water. You see, faith will tell you, will get you to do something that common sense tells you don't do it. Common sense told Peter, you stay in the boat, buddy. Common sense told Peter, be like the other disciples and just chill out, Jesus is going to come. But Peter said, I want to walk on water. I want to go where my Jesus is. I want to go where my Savior is. I'm here to tell you, faith can take you to some places that fear will never take you to. And if you'll just get out the boat, if you'll just say, Lord, if it's your will, let me come. And if you'll start walking to Jesus, you're going to have a pretty cool story to tell. Peter begins to walk on the water. And brother, he does it without any props. Now I have read that there are monks in other parts of the world who they have said that they can run on water. But they do it with floating rocks on the water. And they'll do it quickly. They'll go across the box as fast as they can, but then eventually they'll fall off of the rock and they'll go in the water. Or they got enough where they can get off onto the other side. But Peter don't got no props. Peter just gets out of the boat and starts walking on the water. Peter had permission from Jesus to do what he was doing. But I want to show you how fear plays a part in this story. I want you to understand... That fear will move your focus. Fear will move your focus because Peter got out of the boat. But once he got in the water, his eyes were fixed on Jesus. 
And when his eyes were fixed on Jesus, Peter was safe and sound. It was not until Peter began to look at the water splashing and the wind howling that things began to cause him problems. He was fine in faith, but he began to sink because of fear. And fear may be your comfort zone, but I want to tell you it's causing you to sink. When faith has called you to walk on water. He had a, he had a target, he had a destination. Now you see, before Jesus left them, before they got into that tempest, Jesus said, I'm going to meet you on the other side. Fear will cause you to take your focus off what Jesus has called you to do. Jesus had already told them, you're going to make it to the other side, but all they could see was the storm. All they were bound by was not faith, but by fear. They knew Jesus said, you're going to make it to the other side, but that word was long gone because now they were in the midst of a storm. I'm here to tell you today, fear will cause you to miss out on so much with God, it's not even funny. Fear will cause you to miss your target. Abraham had a word from God. Abraham, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to curse those that curse you. Your descendants are going to be like the sands of the sea. You and Sarah are going to have a baby. But fear caused Abraham to consider Hagar. Sarah's handmaiden. God said, Abraham, that's not the promise I told you. Abraham, that's not, that's not what I told you. But fear caused Abraham to doubt God. And so Abraham's fear caused a mess that we're still dealing with today. But fear will not only make you miss out on that. I want you to think about the Israelites. They are in, heading their way to the promised land. 400 years, they've been praying, crying out to God. God send us a deliverer. God send us a deliverer. God send us a deliverer. And God finds these things in the deliverer. They make a jailbreak. And they're in the wilderness one night. And fear starts to grip them. Because they don't have the water that they had at Egypt. They don't have the food they had at Egypt. They don't have the work that they had at Egypt. And they rise up and say, Moses, we want to go back. Can you imagine your fear being so bad in your life that you were willing to go back to your old life? You're willing to go back to the things of this world? You're willing to go back to the past? You're willing to go back to what held you in bondage? That's what fear will do. Faith was before them. Fear was behind them. But they were willing to go back to that fear because it was what they knew and what was comfortable for them. Fear will get you off your target. If I started over here at your pew, sis, and I wanted to walk to that, to that lampstand right there, but I looked at Brother Kevin the whole time, I'm not going to hit my target. But if I look at that target, and my eyes are only fixed on that target... 
I'm going to make sure and I'm going to get to where I'm going. I won't even notice this pew in front of me. But as soon as I take my eyes off of it and look at you, I'm going to have to get back on track. Because fear will get you to move your focus. But let me show you something else fear is going to do. Fear will mess your faith up. Can you imagine Peter? He's walking on the water. He's doing something that no one else has done but Jesus. He's walking on water. If someone came out and they walked across the Summersville Lake, it would be all over the news. It would be on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, WVNS, WOIWVVA. They would all be out there. It hit CNN. Breaking news: Man walks, man or woman walks across Summersville Lake. It must be an incarnation of Jesus. That'd be all over the news. But Peter's faith was messed up because his eyes were off Jesus. He was doing something that no one else had done but Jesus. But when his faith, when his eyes got off Jesus and fear began to grip him, he began to sink. And fear will take you to some dark places in life. It took Peter to a dark place. It took him under the water. Up top he could see everything. But underneath he couldn't see nothing. Let me tell you something. Fear will take you to some very dark places in life. I loved my mama. I still do, even though she's passed. I still love my mama. I, I, I was her only boy, you know. Only kid. But my mama was like that. My mama got a bad report or she heard bad news from something. She'd go to a dark place quick. I mean, brother, she, I mean, she would lock that thing back in the high school. She could get going and she'd be hammered down to that dark place. And there were times I'd say, Mama, Mama, no, 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 hold up, hold up. Mama, 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 you're, you're going to a dark place. I need, you, I need you to kind of come back to light, come back to light, come back to light, come back to light. Hey, we're, we're not people of fear, we're people of faith. Mom, come out, come on, come on. she get a bad report. Let me tell you, when they told her she had cancer, I was expecting her to go to that dark place. Because fear will take you to dark places. Some of you right now, you're heading towards that dark place. I want to stop you tonight. Time out. Put the car in park and listen to me tonight. Because God wants to help you deal with your fear. Fear is not the will of God for your life. Peter, it's not the will of God for you to fall in the water. It's not the will of God, Peter, for you to take your eyes off me. Here tonight, I'm here to tell you tonight's the night where you decide again, afresh and new. You've had your eyes off Jesus long enough. Tonight's the night you rededicate yourself. You put your eyes right on the master, the king of kings, the one who walks on water, the one, the one, the one. So with that being said, I want you now to understand that when you have fear, Jesus will deal with your fear. He deals with the disciples' fear in the, bo in the boat. O thou of little faith, why dost thou doubt? Jesus will deal with your fear. But just because you messed up now, you can get it right and there will be another opportunity for you to exercise your faith in the midst of a fear. Peter was about to have the coolest story ever. But fear robbed it.
We should just be talking about the disciple that walked on water. But now we got to talk about the disciple who not only just walked on water, but he fell into the water. I wonder tonight, what is it in your life that you have not done because of fear? I wonder what ministry has not began because you're too scared to say, Pastor, I'm feeling this in my life. What do you think? I wonder who with someone, I wonder who what conversation you need to have with somebody that can change the trajectory of their life, but you're too scared because you don't know what's going to be the outcome. I wonder what miracles could happen if you would just step out of your comfort zone and away from fear and walk into faith, I wonder what kind of miracles can be wrought through your hands that God wants to do, but you're so bound by fear you won't do it. Tonight I want it to change. Tonight I want this church to get a hold of the fact that you are not meant to fear. You were given... You were given something far greater than fear. God baptized you with something far greater. And as a result, it can change this church, change your life, change this community, change this state, change this nation, and change the world. So as a result, I want us now to turn our attention to a passage in 2 Timothy chapter 1. And I believe they'll have it on the screen. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Wherefore, Paul writes, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift. Stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. And here's the verse where we're going to park for the rest of the evening. Brother Paul, am I reading that clock right? Okay. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. If you've got a spirit of fear on you right now, it's from hell and it needs to get. God never gave it to you. Why would you accept it? That's a gift you don't want and you don't need. And I'm here to tell you today by the authority of the Word of God, get rid of that fear now. But watch this. But of power and of love and of a sound mind. Paul right here tells us three gifts that we got so that we can overcome fear. And I'm going to go through them very quickly tonight. And I want you to grab a hold of them. Number one gift. God has given us power to overcome fear. 
Luke 10, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on scorpions and serpents and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. Luke 24, And behold, I send the promise of the Father unto you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem till ye be endured with power from on high. Acts 1, But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Hear me today. The power you got to overcome fear is Holy Ghost power. The same power that got Peter out the boat and had him walking on water is the same power that indwells you and me because fear is a liar. Fear can't be overcome. It's that same power that Brother Polly preached about tonight. That same power that causes the blind to see the deaf to hear, the lame to walk, the dead to rise again. That's the same power. And young people, Sister Polly, brother, y'all tap into that power when you're young? Sis, you just had a birthday. If you'll get a hold of that power now, just turn what, 18? 18? 18. You tap into that power now. Just imagine the powerful woman of God you could be at Sister Martha's age. But if you'll tap into it now, Sister Sadie, if you'll tap into it now, I'm, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You tap into that power now, Brother Polly. You tap into it now. I'm telling you, hell's going to get nervous. They're already nervous because they know what's in them. Already know what God can do in you, Sister Haley. Satan's already nervous. So he will try to wrap you in as much fear as possible. He'll wrap you in that fear of, of the things you feel like you're getting left out of. So he'll envelope you with as much fear as he possibly can. But if you'll tell the devil, I don't receive your gift. I got a greater gift. And it's the power of the Holy Ghost. Fear will cause you to do nothing. But faith will get you out your boat and walking on water. Fear will take you out of Egypt going through the wilderness so you can get your promised land. Fear, faith is going to cause you to cause fire down from heaven. Faith ain't going to get no, fear ain't going to get no fire down from heaven. Fear is going to keep you in Egypt and not get you in the promised land. Fear will just keep you right where you're at. And there's no telling what you could do. Paul says, you've been given power to overcome. But Paul continues, he said, and of love. Of love. Your third gift is love that drives out fear. 1 John 4, 8 says, there is no fear in love. But perfect love 
casteth out fear. Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. I want to show you what that word careth means. I love this. This is so cool to me. Casteth means, this is what what perfect love will do. Perfect love will cause, will take fear, and will throw or to let go of a thing without caring where it falls. You've got a love that's not doesn't care about fear's feelings. Love that comes from God takes that fear and it doesn't care where it casts it because it's not to be in you. And it just slings it wherever it goes. Doesn't care, doesn't care, doesn't care because you have a love that can drive out fear. Let me show you how amazing this love is. Romans 8 says this. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God. Let me tell you, folks, that's a love that beats fear any day of the week. Fear can be driven out, cast Wherever. That love's not going to take your fear and put it in a nice little box so that you can get it later. It's going to say, I don't care where it's at, I'm just slinging it. But then Paul gives another thing. Paul says he gives us a sound mind to anchor us. Fear has a way of making us uneasy. Making us unsettled. Makes that ground shake underneath our feet, doesn't it? But when God has given us a sound mind, it settles us down. Brings about a self-control. Here's what David says in Psalms. Let my heart be sound in thy statues that I'm not ashamed. Fear will cause us to do irrational things. And we had a powerful sermon illustration through COVID, right? People were doing irrational things. They were dropping their pets off at, 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 the, at, the, at the pound because they thought their pet could give them COVID. Or how about the great toilet paper shortage of 2020? Fear has a way of making us do some crazy things. But what God has given us, when our world starts to get shaky. Now, sis, I will tell you, there was a time during COVID, Sister Hetty would typically do the, do the Walmart uh, pickup order, which I really liked because for like two months, I never left my house. I never had a reason to leave my house, you know. I was working remote. It, I was home, homeschooling Canaan. Canaan, I never left the house. Only time I left my house was when we'd have a leadership meeting in Lewisburg. That's the only time I leave my house. I kind of enjoyed it. I'm a homebody. 
I would kind of keep up on what was going on, but I really wasn't paying that much attention. I didn't realize there was nothing on the shelves because Hetty would order stuff and she'd get home and she'd have everything we needed, you know? And I remember one Saturday walking through Walmart and I started fearing, feeling that fear rising up. Why isn't, why isn't there something on that shelf? I started feeling that fear rising up. And I started getting mad at myself in the middle of Walmart. I'm in the middle of Walmart. I'm getting mad at myself. I'm like, Brother Barry, God, get it together, man. You, get, you, you walk by, by faith. You walk by, you walk by faith. You should have no fear in your life. What you doing, man? Here I am walking down the ice cream aisle. I bind the spirit of fear right now. Sister Hetty's like, shh, they can hear you. I get in the car. And I'm like, I cannot believe that I got like that. But once I started getting my mind on the Lord, it started settling me down. There was a time in our marriage, shortly not too long after we got married, Sister Hetty started having some health problems. We were at Plateau Medical Center in the emergency room at 1 o'clock in the morning one night. And brother, I felt that fear. Got a brand new bride. She broke. I don't know how to fix her. I'm a little uneasy. And I, had always carried, I used to always carry a pocket New Testament with me. You know, we did that back in the day, you know. <laughs> Remember having a pocket New Testament in your pockets, you know? My dad always called it his dagger. He always had his sword and he had his dagger. And I began to open that book in that waiting room with my wife. And the only thing that would calm me down was I was reading Scripture. If there's any time in your life where you start feeling uneasy and that fear starts rising up in you, then you get to the book. And what you do is you get you a Bible verse to help you with fear. And you memorize it, frontwards, backwards, in the middle. You could close your eyes and you could read the text. Because I want to tell you something, Satan's not done with fear because he's been using it for 2,000 plus years and he knows it works. I'm not trying to speak fear into your life right now, but I'm going to tell you, that wasn't our last pandemic we're going to go through. That's not the last time that people are going to get scared because you work with people today that are scared of something. And you need you a Bible verse for when that fear starts to rise up. I'm looking at people in this church right now. Guess what? I know every one of you, eventually at some time, you're going to go to a doctor. I'm going to tell you, fear is so real, and the devil knows how to manipulate it to his advantage. There are people who will not answer the call to the mission field because they're afraid that God's going to call them to some place that doesn't, they don't ever even heard of. But they won't go because they're scared he won't make him go there. But if you'll get a Bible verse or Bible verses and you begin to quote that verse over and over, you want to know what fear will do? It'll start shaking in its boots. Fear made you shake in your boots. You, start, you turn scripture on it, it'll start shaking in its boots. So my challenge to you tonight is to get you a Bible verse, a Bible chapter, 
<laughs> even a Bible book, and you start quoting it when you feel fear come up on you. You don't have to answer this, brother, but in the last, let's say, let's, let's give you, let's, let's say the last two months, has there been a time in your life you've been scared? You've been fearful. There's been fear rise up in your heart. But if you got your Bible verse, when you start shaking, all of a sudden those knees stop knocking. God's peace settles down on you. I love this quote. Focus on your giants and you will stumble. Focus on God and your giants will stumble. Let's stand to our feet across this room this evening. I want to thank you so much for for being in the house of God tonight. You've blessed the people of God by being here. You've blessed me by being here. You've blessed me by responding to the word tonight. But tonight, I want you to to step out in faith. And I want you tonight to take authority over fear. Because hear me tonight. You have the Holy Ghost power inside of you. And you need to bind fear and lose faith. If there's a conversation you're too scared to have right now, I want you to ask God to give you faith to have that conversation. If there is... if. if If there's a relationship that you're too scared of breaking off because you don't know if you'll find another one, it might be time for you to step out of faith because God is God and God can do what only God can do. And I'm here to tell you, God can help you through it. I don't know what is in your life that's causing you to have fear tonight, but I'm asking you to step out of your chair because that's an act of faith and God responds to faith. And I want you to lay it on the altar tonight. And I want you to get your eyes affixed on Jesus again. If you say, Brother Barry, I'm there, man. I I don't have any fear. I I mean, my eyes are focused on Jesus. Then I want you to ask God to help you to continue to be right there. And I want you to ask God to show you how you can be sensitive to when fear begins to rise up. Because I want to tell you, there are patterns to fear in life. And if you'll respond, if you'll listen to the Holy Ghost tonight, I believe that tonight, fear in this church is going to break its grip and faith is going to be loosed. As she plays tonight, won't you come out of your chair? Won't you gather around these altars? Won't you begin to talk to the Lord? Won't you tonight, won't you begin to bind fear and loose faith? Lord God, by the authority of the Word of God and the power of Jesus' name, I bind every fear. I bind every fear and I cast it down under my feet. And God, tonight, by the authority of the Word of God and the power of Jesus' name, I lose faith to be upon your people. I lose faith to be upon them tonight, God. I pray, oh God, that you would strengthen their faith. Strengthen the brethren. Oh God, help them get out of the boat tonight. Help them tonight to begin to walk on water. Help them tonight to keep their focus and their eyes on you tonight.